Hey guys, it's Jake Rosenberg. And I'm Stephanie Mark. We are the co-founders of Covetour and welcome to another episode of Checking In With, our newest podcast. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. So today we're taking some time to check in with our longtime friend, Covetour alum, collaborator, trailblazer in the digital space, Garance Doré. Hello, Garance. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Where are you? I'm in LA. I'm in my home uh, with my dog. And I just came back from New Zealand, believe it or not. Wow. That was going to be my first question. It (laughs) seems like you, I mean, I feel like the past, you know, at this point, few months, not even few weeks, have been crazy for everyone. It seems like your sort of experience with um, COVID nineteen seems especially not complex, but like exciting. Can you maybe give everyone a little background? Yes, uh, I mean a little bit. Uh, no, just like I, I uh, have a boyfriend that is um, part time in New Zealand and has his children there and um uh well the story the backstory is actually funny when so i don't know at the end of the year i just needed a like a break i don't know some but like and so i um decided not to travel for the holidays i just decided to stay home i had a little christmas at home with friends like i didn't just i just didn't want like do much and it turned out that it became kind of a retreat for me. I actually almost saw no, saw, saw no one for two weeks. And then it kind of extended to three weeks. And I was just doing a lot of, I mean, I guess, interior work and taking care of myself. And it was amazing. Um, and then in the meantime, kind of falling in love and all that. But um, we don't live in the same town. So he wasn't there. So it was just really a lot of, of time alone which was great. But then when I got, when I started getting in the groove of going out and seeing my friends and all that, that's when coronavirus hit. And uh, when we started talking about lockdown and all that, I'm like, I was like, I've already spent two months (laughs) with my dog. Uh, I don't know if I can do that, you know? And we, so I decided to go uh, to New Zealand. That was before everybody went into lockdown, and I stayed there for two months. So that's the that's the story. And was that your first time in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I wanted to go to New Zealand my whole life. Uh, me too, but um, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> was it beautiful? Well, the house was great. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, I, was, I, I went there and um, I had to self-isolate for two weeks. Right. By the time my isolation was done, it went into full lockdown. So the vibe is great. I love the food. Like whatever I could feel was great. But I, I, I only was able to go because the, the, it opened, it went to level three because they have levels there. And I had three or four days where I could go back to restaurants and all that. And we went to a little hotel in a gray town, which is like an hour away from Wellington, where I am, where I was. Um, it was really, actually, I think being on lockdown is the same everywhere. 
mostly depends where you are in terms of like home and all that. But uh, what was very good for me was that I uh, have a big change, you know, it's like two months there. Yeah. Now. So everything is new now here, you know, I'm discovering LA on lockdown. And also I had, I was lucky that I had three or four days where I could go to shops and go to restaurants and um, realize how much I missed it. So, yeah. Well, so at the beginning of quarantine, you launched uh, a newsletter, which people have been very excited about. Uh, are you are you following my newsletter? Yes, and uh, I guess you know. Uh, we, oh yeah, how do they know everything? Because I don't talk about much on Instagram, but I do talk a lot on the newsletter. You do, and <laughs> we know we know it all. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, but you know me. I, I mean, guys, for everybody listening, I think how long have we known Grance? Maybe like I don't know, eight, years. eight years, almost ten years, probably like right from the beginning of Cavatour. Uh, yeah. you know, the love affair started and she, yeah. she is the best. Uh, oh. But yeah, so you, you know, you started this newsletter. How do you decide, you know, what to put in it? What's too personal? And, and what's been the most fulfilling part of sending these sort of like little love notes out to the world? Look, it's exactly uh, love notes. It's just uh, such a big conversation. And I'm, I'm tearing up because um, <clears throat> I've wanted, you know, and we have the same type of stories, even though uh, my story started really personal, you know, where it was really one of the first like vlogs and it was always really just like very personal diaries and all that. And I think, and I don't know if it's the same with you, but probably um, we've come full circle, like everything that we've, done and now is a moment of kind of reckoning like through um what's happening with covid but also it was kind of brewing before right like it's kind of um and and, and so over the 14 or 15 years of, of doing this i kind of lost myself and i've talked about that in you know the influencer world and in you know everything that was growing and the need to grow our websites and the, you know there's like more economy that was I will say, I, I think I could say it was impossible to resist, not just hard, just literally impossible to resist. Like there was no way it was either walk the walk or, you know, disappear. And so I guess like, I didn't feel like I had much choice. I was, you know, as you know me, very resistant. Like I left fashion, I didn't start a clothing line or you know like things like that I just like or a beauty line or things like that just because I thought these things are not me and uh, I'm going to be shit at it and so just like you know don't try to do things that you don't you know just for the sake of it so I was succeed I succeeded in staying resistant but I was still it was really a struggle for me and in the meantime I lost my connection with my reader and that's what is feeding my heart you know and and so uh and recently like i think the three last years and that's probably also why i you see everything kind of comes together that's also probably why i had this weird christmas moment where i was like oh you know what actually i, I need to not see anyone and to be on my own and, and all that um i think i spent the last three or four years uh stopping to do things so you know i stopped going to fashion week um i stopped working with my agent i i was just like and i had no idea where i was going like i was just like shit like <laughs> maybe 
maybe I'm going to go, you know, like open a bed and breakfast somewhere, but at least I'll feel more connected to myself. Um, and so the newsletter was not something that I really conceptualized or anything, as you could see, like I launched it, but I just wanted to go back to the beginning, like the simplicity. I did it like the setup all on my own, you know, when we start, I mean, I don't know how it was for you, but when I started, I, I learned to do my website on my own. And also I went into MailChimp and I was like, okay, how do I do that? You know, I, for years I had like webmasters and I mean, let's not even talk about that. Like, you know, that never answer. Like, I need that thing to be changed. And, um, and then I had like, you know, employees and all that. And so anytime I wanted to do something, it's just not my hands in the, you know, in the, I guess like my dad is a restaurant restaurateur and like you would, you would, you would compare it to being in your own restaurant and being able to talk with your client versus like having a chain of restaurants that, you know, nobody can find you anywhere because you're, so it's that idea of like doing the thing on my own and that's how I started it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we have known you for a long time and I think one of the things that initially when we met made me like you as much as I do is that you are like a real truth teller. You're a truth teller in the best way where you're not going to sugarcoat something and make it look better or, you know, than it actually is. And what I also thought was so great, you know, 10 years ago when everyone was sort of starting, the idea of collaborating didn't seem like an option but that wasn't how it was with you. It was like, yeah, let's do something. I mean, my thought has always been like, the internet's obviously big enough for everyone. Everyone should work together. And I think it was- You're making me so emotional. I don't know if no. you're- No, but that's how I really feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. always, you know, even for myself, when we have, when it's fashion week or this or that in my hotel room trying to get ready, what do I wear? And I'm nowhere even near the level, you can't even compare them to what you were. And I think it's very inspirational that you saw that something wasn't making you happy and you were able to make that change. What did it sort of feel like, you know, the first time you didn't do it? <laughs> you mean like going to fashion week? Yeah. Or? yeah. Just like when you started to sort of remove yourself. Yeah. Well, the pain is before, right? It's when you're still pushing yourself to do things that you don't want to do. Then you start thinking of not doing it and then comes the fear. So you go from pain to fear and then you don't do it. And that's the joy, you know? It's like, I've never regretted not going to a fashion show, not going to, and, and I did it like in, in increments, like in the beginning, I stopped going to any fashion show that I wasn't excited to go to or where I felt like I wasn't treated with respect or where, you know, like all these things that after a while I was like, oh, this is enough, you know, I don't want to deal with this. Um, and then I realized that not only was I not missing it, but I wasn't feeling that my audience was missing it. On the contrary, you know, one thing that I was for sure realizing very early on, and I, I am surprised that the fashion world, I mean, I guess my audience maybe is, is different than others, but I saw very fast that, you know, um, maybe after like a few years, fashion week content was when the stats would go down on the site. 
Is it the same for you? It's not our best performing week at all. Well, I think also people are consuming things so quickly now. Everything is, there's hundreds of influencers there. It's all over social media. People are live streaming it that they don't have to come to see it on a website. That's Mm -hmm. probably the last place that they're going to see it. And there's so much access. When we started, it was about granting access to things that people couldn't see, but you know, so many barriers have been taken down that, you know, for us, our lens doesn't feel as exclusive as it once did when it comes to fashion week. So it's definitely not our highest performing. That being said, after all of this, once shows are smaller and there's sort of this reworking, I'd be interested to see for the people that do still have access, if that sort of changes and if it does become that you know, sort of coveted ticket that it used to be. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's like we have no idea. And I think that's what's fascinating right now. Is like any um, people have no idea how, how people react. I think we will want to consume things a little bit differently. That said, one thing that I really um, observed when I was in New Zealand, and granted, like this is a country where there's very few cases, so the fear doesn't, People are fearful, but not as much as here or in France. Uh, but the shops and the restaurants were full. You know, I just want to say that, you know, people like will rush back into what was. Fashion is different because there has been issues for a long time with the shows and, um, you know, the way we, we buy things and all that. So, yeah, I think it's a very interesting thing. But in terms of content... It's a different day. And I also think, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but Instagram changed absolutely everything. And um, yeah, I mean, it it changed the way we see fashion. It changed the way we relate to our readers, which I'm not sure is great for me. Um, It's true. Like I, uh, I thrive on close communication you know and i am so excited because i receive so many emails in the beginning i thought i would be able to respond because i thought oh you know i'm and i haven't even advertised the newsletter so much which is why i was so uh, surprised that you knew about it um but yeah actually the response has been quite overwhelming and so i receive all these emails where people take the time to write me their life stories. And I read all of them. It's like, it's hard to answer, but in the beginning I really thought, oh, I finally will be able to answer to each of them and, and all that. So that's, that's my vibe. It's like um, maybe a smaller community, something where I can feel like I, I mean, I'm not crazy. I can't know everyone, but that I, I know what people feel, what people want, like all that thing. And it's true that, you know, with Instagram, it got really complicated. Um, and, and I don't know how to fix that in a way. You know, I've been thinking a lot about it. And the newsletter was kind of a response for me. It was like, okay, I need a place where I feel safe to speak um where all my you know where i feel like my uh the people who read me understand and know me so that i don't have to second guess everything i say sure um, and uh yeah so that that idea of like a, a softer 
um, you know, I think recently, I don't know if you have felt or, or seen that, but there's been so many incidents of people saying something taken out of context and, and you know, being shamed online and so many um, public apologies that feel very, very um, violent towards uh, oneself, you know, like basically uh, saying I'm an uneducated asshole, I shouldn't have said that. Um, which, you know, I feel we're going to extremes right now uh, with that and expecting from individuals that are not, don't have an editor-in-chief, don't have, you know, all the barriers that, that you know, a press could have or, um, you know, to be exemplary. And, and I think that's, uh, that's becoming really difficult. But I talk a lot, so stop no, me. It's hard. I oh, think it's good. also hard to, some people don't like to, share their lives that much or some people don't live in the way where when they're doing things they're like oh I have to capture this for Instagram and I think it makes you at least for me in the past has made me feel bad about myself because I'm like oh I'm not this or I'm not sharing or I'm but that's just not now I've come to be like it's just probably not who I am in yeah. general and I'm that's fine um but I think the whole thing can definitely with people's emotions because you put a lot of your self-worth into it but I do think as you were saying you know sort of going back to the beginning now that you know everything is the way it is obviously advertising budgets in the way that we run our company it's just so much smaller we're not producing as much client work so we've actually had the time that we haven't had in so long to focus on like our editorial and who we are and it almost feels like it did when we started where you know we're really getting back to the ethos of what is Covetor? what does the content look like why are we discussing this or profiling this where before it was almost that hamster wheel of like go 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 like yes and i also think you know there is a cycle where what you were saying, especially in, you know, online where it's like, you have to get bigger and bigger and bigger to compete for ad dollars and eyeballs. And you never, people don't acknowledge success. It's like you have a company that's been operating for 10 years and you have X amount of people come to it. A month. Like that alone is such a success in itself. But I feel like the way that you know the industry makes people feel is that it never feels yep. like enough so it's no exactly you know. and that and i think you know um without making instagram the devil because that's not the case but it's also when it started um when we started counting numbers so much yeah. you know uh that's when you were like okay that number of follower kind of prevailed um for a while i think it's changing now which is good but the number of followers of or the number of likes prevail over um, the type of content, uh, sure. the quality of, of content. And I don't want to say quality because I guess quality is subjective, but I, I, I guess like if we're going to talk about campaigns and brands and all that, um, numbers started prevailing in even identity and, and things like that. So for me, that's also when I was like, I was, I, I got very confused because I've always very much privileged, um, you know, yeah, honesty and, 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 you know, this kind of um, 
so, you know, authenticity, which like is a word that we can't say anymore because it's just everybody uses it. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely changed the way everybody was uh, looking at content, doing content, even the fact that we started calling it content, um, you know, instead of stories, instead of, you know, um, anything yeah yeah it changed everything and i mean jake you're a great photographer and our photos became like you know tiny little things and lost a lot of their value like i remember um you know taking a photo was you got a beautiful photo was such a, a moment and now it's just like you know scroll down and also I think we both have had the same thing where and you know I can say it now because I'm not even shooting so much anymore but our aesthetics got ripped like <laughs> just like all over and the two of us which is funny because you came up with this very bright you know flash like product shot and I kind of came up with this very soft beautiful like you know light and all that and like I don't know like a and then it became it, it, everywhere. It, yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I hope you know that. Yeah. I hope Thank you. Well, thank you for saying that. And and you too. And I mean, all of you know, this whole conversation really just speaks volumes to who you are and like being able to take a step back from what you're doing. Um, a I, I know, you know, is very scary. Um, but also just speaks to, you know, you as a person. I mean, you're one of the most genuine people that, you know, we've we've ever met and has have been an inspiration to myself and I know Stephanie um, and a great friend. So I know what you, you've done is hard. Um, and, and I guess, you know, from a creative aspect, since you have been shooting a lot less and we, you know, we've noticed like your drawings um, and, and things like that are, are a lot more, you know, um, prevalent in your work hey, what what are you doing to stay creative right now that has kind of shifted from from photography um it's a good question i guess like um the reason why i stopped taking photos or did much less and only do for my instagram and kind of stopped shooting campaigns was also a decision that i made uh I think this is the first decision that I made when I started and I, and I, I don't know how to define myself, but I guess I, I, I guess I can't, I have a hard time taking like command or something because when I started like shooting a lot of, you know, campaigns and I fucking hated it. So it started by, you know, you have to repeat shooting on the street is, you know, it's it's hard, super hard, but it's exciting and you meet people and you have to have the photo in like two minutes and you know, all that Spontaneous. stuff. Spontaneous, yeah. Yeah, I started shooting for campaigns and well, first it was really funny because probably as you are, I shoot really fast, you know, I learned on the street, like I have to be like, so I got on these big campaigns and I had like one day to shoot three photos and I had to pretend that, you know, it was really hard and like, you know, taking my time and all that. So I started being like, oh, there is a, there is something there that that's different. But then also I had to start shooting with models, which, you know, I love them, but there's just this idea, everything is so, you know, um, the same, you know, like models know what they do, you ask them the thing, and then, and then the clients want exactly what you did on that photo. So you're like, oh yeah, so, you know, that look or like that, that style, like do this and that. And I was like, so there was this, this part, I was like, wow, my, 
the work and, and and i would look at these campaigns and be like i don't they just brought me money they didn't bring me joy they didn't bring me and so i was like okay i need, I need to think about it i also was exhausted from traveling because um that you know that takes a toll and um i also there was there's just there is just so much but at, at some point i decided to stop um doing that and i almost didn't write and illustrate for a few years recently i just needed a break i didn't know if i would ever come back to it but i guess like one of my qualities and flaws at the same time is that i i don't think of myself as this great artist i'm like you know i'm you know just like oh maybe i do that today maybe not tomorrow so i just had to wait for the inspiration to come back but um i definitely live better when i i'm able to write and connect uh with a loving audience definitely that's something that i recognize as like part of you know maybe my mission in life or something because it feels very natural beautiful and i know that from what I read from people, I, I, I bring them something real. And so that's the most meaningful. And whether it's through a photo or through an illustration or a writing, um, that's, that's the meaning for me. That's where it lies, yeah. Wow. And, you know, sort of looking forward with, you know, obviously so many things have shifted, but with the newsletter and, you know, sort of the lack of, travel do you see another you know pivot coming for the company yeah i i mean i can't even say i think uh where we're going um or talk or no because there is just i think we have to be careful with making too much like early decisions yeah um, but oh yeah definitely definitely i um i'm i'm it, it's going to be a totally new day and obviously it's a shift that I've I've personally started a while ago uh, but I guess um, yeah this it's funny because that's one question where I don't even know what to answer but I want uh, I want I wanted you know the world to change before like whether it's the world of fashion the world of publishing like all these words that you know we have um, a voice in um, and I think this is going to help precipitate that. Like I, um, I have, as you know, because we know each other, I have opinions, you know, about that I can't always share because, you know, but, um, you know, even about how, you know, the, the, the hurt that some magazines have inflicted on, you know, American fashion designers, like, you know, and how we could have done that differently and, um, the whole build-up of um, New York fashion, like all these things, you know, I think there is so many, like so many things to to be done. I don't know if I'm going to be the one do doing them, but what I know is that I'll express my point of view through what I do. And I, as I say often when I do some, you know, talks or things like that, I, I, when you look back, and that's exactly how you presented me in the beginning, you define yourself much more by the things you don't do. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's going to be, keep, keep being my, um, one of my guides is like, 
oh, what do I not want to do? Why do I, what do I not want to do anymore? And then like, you know, kind of uh, clean it out and like remove as much as possible and edit it down and see what's left. I think that's, to me, that's the most important. And I know that through the newsletter, I've touched, you know, the heart, the really the core of what's important for me. And it's, you know, telling these uh, stories of my life uh, that, you know, have a, an impact, you know, the, the more intimate you get, the more you talk to everyone, you know, because it's real. Um, and so I don't have a guide. I don't have a list of subjects that I have to touch. It's, you know, a woman in her life. And that's the core of what I do. And so I think that, the, you know, this crisis really helped me strip down everything and get to that. And it makes me really happy. Beautiful. I mean, that's say like my job makes me really happy or what I do. Well, it didn't really for a happy. while. I, so. I mean, I, I talked about it. I, uh, I did a, a talk at Business of Fashion in December or November, I don't remember, uh, where I said, you know, I was really not happy for a while. I was just following the crowd and, 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 and trying to win at games that I wasn't good at, like, you know, more audience, for example, or being a better influencer, which I'm totally shit at. Like, I hate sitting front row at fashion shows and I was trying to play the game. So I was unhappy for a while. So it's, it, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm much better now. Um, and uh, yeah, I had to go through pain and fear. Yeah. You know, there's so many reasons why, especially in a field that is competitive, but even not any sort of life change is big and scary. So I think to, you know, be a public figure, make that change and allow for people to see that it really did work out for the better is probably, you know, very reassuring for a lot of people and, um, you know, inspirational. And I think, you know, that sort of led me to, um, you know, just another question. I know that in your newsletter, you talked about you know, mood and especially while everyone's sort of inside and in quarantine, sort of this cloud that many of us have woken up with, but you, you know, then talked about that shift and you felt like it cleared and, you know, what have you been doing recently to sort of, you know, keep your spirits up? So uh, there is no magic uh, bullet, but I, I will say the first part was there was a lot of emotional breakdown and to not resist that is, 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 is good. You know, to just like let yourself go through the shit. At some point it will stop. Now <laughs> uh, try to resist too much, you know, the, the emotions, the fears. Uh, try to see how, okay, I have one maybe advice and I would say try to see identify your fears. Where are you reacting right here? You know, my first things that I started doing when um, this crisis happened was like, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I need to get rid of this and I need to, and now looking back, I'm like, wow, this was me expressing a lot of fears and now I'm putting things back together. I think we talked a little bit about it, but just sort of any silver linings in all of you know, the recent chaos and any like super positive things that you've seen happen from all the, you know, changes that we've experienced across the world, really? Um, uh, there are many. Um, what, the, the, what jumps 
for me is uh, the power of, of friendship, you know, and support. Uh, that, that's what has been making me feel something good. And then everything else we talked about, which is what do we really need? What do we want? Who, you know, and, and having this time on our hands actually, um, I think has been a good thing. I'm just uh, also very conscious of the misery that's going to be left behind and the work that we have on our hands to, you know, rebuild all that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to wrap this up, we do a rapid fire question. So I have 10 questions to get through with you. Uh, mm -hmm. Very simple. And the first one is, what is your favorite thing to eat right now, whether it's a meal or a snack? Oh, it's my everyday glass of mezcal. Ooh, very, very nice. Um, okay. Question number two, how do you make your coffee in the morning? Uh, I have a French plunge, like a press, French press, and uh, that's it, I take it black. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you've talked about doing virtual yoga in quarantine. Which classes do you like? Um, I do core power yoga, uh, which is usually hot yoga, but it's with weights and all that. And I think the purists would say, this is not yoga. It's a little bit of strength, circuit training, let's say. I'm a big fan of core power. So are a lot of the girls in the office. Oh, you, oh really? You do yeah. core power? Yes. Well, I did. I did when I was in the city. I stopped when I came. Right. What's your favorite item of clothing right now? My sweatpants. Um, what's something that has made you smile in the past 24 hours? Ah, well, my boyfriend. Well, you guys. <laughs> uh, I follow my Instagram is basically memes. I'm the annoying friend that forwards all the memes, you know? So that makes me giggle and all that. So yeah, I'm just, yes. Okay. What are you watching right now? Uh, my, my quarantine passion uh, is over now. I've watched the fourth season and it's uh, The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> Like uh, Vikings fighting, the fights are really well shot and all that. And I, um, I wish there was a few more seasons. Um, when you wear makeup, what lipstick would you wear right now? Uh, right now I wear uh, an amazing lip oil um, by Hourglass, which is an amazing, like I love their makeup. Everything I'm wearing is their symbol. Okay. Yeah. Um, and finally, who do you want to say hello to? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Who do I want to say hello to? Mm, that that might take me seven hours to. Um, you want to say hello to one person right now? Go, Emily. Hello. Hi, Emily. Um, awesome. And that's it, Garance. It's been so, so nice to see you and catch up with you and check in with you. We are so glad that you are safe and healthy at home. And we cannot wait to get back to see you in real life and enjoy a glass of mezcal. No, enjoy a Steph sunrise. Oh, enjoy a Steph sunrise and a mezcal. Send me the recipe because I have forgotten it already. And awesome. I'll put it in my newsletter. <laughs> Sure. And we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe. As always, send us any of your questions. Follow us at Covetour. And 
please, if you have any follow-up questions for our wonderful guest or don't follow her already, I suggest you do at Garance Doré and also at Doré. Thanks. Thank so much, guys. It was such a pleasure. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for our newest episode. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or iTunes and make sure to leave a rating and a review. We look forward to seeing you all next week and thank you again for listening.